Let me tell you about home title fraud. Uh, you could already be a victim of home title fraud and not even know it yet. Uh, some cyber thief may have already forged their name onto your title of your home. And this is how you find out. Our, our partners over at Home Title Lock have a great deal for you going on right now. If you go to HomeTitleLock.com, you can simply en enter your address for your free, no-obligation home title scan. This is how you'll discover if someone is already camping on your home's title. You don't want that to happen. That's, that's, that's bad. So you go there, you uh, look at your home title uh, information, see if any, any, of this, uh, any of these shenanigans are going on, and then you see if a cyber criminal has already accessed your home's title. If that's true, you're in, you, know, you want to make sure you reverse that as soon as possible. But the best way to protect yourself going forward is with Home Title Lock at HomeTitleLock.com. If you use the promo code RADIO, you will, uh, you will uh, enter your address, get your free, no-obligation home title scan. It's a $100 value, free right now at HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO. We start the show here in about 10 seconds. Glenn Beck program. Well, you know, I thought I thought I could make the media's head explode today by having Mr. Orban from Hungary on today, the political advisor um, to the uh, prime minister of that evil, evil place, Hungary. Do you know Hungary? Do you know it actually? That's where Transylvania is. It's got to be evil. Anyway, uh, I thought I thought I'd make their head explode, but you know, just in case they didn't. I thought I would uh, put the cherry on top of the uh, the ice cream here uh, and have Lauren Bobert, uh, Bobert on. Lauren Bobert is uh, a congressman that the media hates. The left despises. <laughs> this should be fun. We begin in 60 seconds. Now, I find this incredible. There's a new survey out the other day that suggested over 60% of Americans now believe we're in a recession or even worse, a depression. I mean, what a bunch of dopes. Doesn't anyone listen to our president right now when he speaks? I mean, Joe Biden, when he says, it is clear to anybody that we're in the middle of the greatest economic growth of our lifetimes. Sure, GDP growth was negative for two quarters in a row, but that didn't mean anything. Blah, 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 blah. Gosh, you should you should really watch CNN, you know what I mean? And perhaps stick your head in a blender to see what happens. Listen, 
Uh, I don't know how much clearer it could be, but uh, now would be a good time to look into investing in gold and silver, building that hedge against the coming insanity that we are facing. I urge you, please, call Goldline today, talk to them about it. With every legal tender bar sold or purchased this week, you're going to receive two of the new one-ounce silver Benjamin Franklin coins at no cost. Don't wait to call for the special. It'll sell out quickly. Call them right now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. So I think the first, my first encounter with Lauren Boebert was when um, she came out, if I remember, uh, with uh, a Glock on her hip, and she was telling Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke, uh, hell no, you're taking my guns. No, you're not. And uh, I've loved her ever since. Lauren Bobert, how are you? I am doing great, Glenn. You know, that was a fun and sassy day. I, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. It was just a pissed off mom and a gun owner. And I heard the Democrat playbook just announced from a presidential debate stage. And nobody was saying anything yeah. to this guy. So drove three hours to his presidential rally with my Glock on my hip, looked him in the eye and told him, hell no, you're not taking our guns. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> um, yeah, look at us now. You are hated uh, yes. and um, by a lot of people. How, how does that feel as a person? Well, I don't get my value from the media, from the left. Uh, I, I know who created me and I get my value from my creator. Uh, I'm not going to look to uh, uh, some some made up false thing to, to get my, my self-worth from. So I, I, I don't really mind that they hate me. And it also lets me know that I'm on the right track because they cannot stand the truth. Uh, they hate virtue. They hate anything that is good about America. Uh, and so whenever they come after me, I'm like, all right, we're doing good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you talk about virtue, but you had an abortion. <laughs> Uh, six was that, months was before that your Cruises? child was born. That, yeah. What, oh, goodness. Goodness. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know we, we were going to terminate another Ted Cruz baby today. <laughs> yeah. No, wow. I mean, this is the you stuff. Know, it, they, they cannot attack me personally enough because they always stretch it too far. And, and now they just completely make it up. They completely fabricate it. Um, there, there was these lies saying that there were two... Uh, terminated pregnancies. I was an escort, a stripper, a, a, an addict, all, all sorts of things. And, you know, people get tired of it. And they're like, you know, they, they, it really discredits anything that they're trying to do because it's so out of touch. Um, but that's all right. We'll have my lawyers handle that one. It, it, it amazes me that CNN uh, talked to the guy who made right. those things up. And he said, you know, OK, so there were some inaccuracies I don't know. Accusing a woman of having an abortion after being a stripper and a drug user <laughs> and a prostitute, that might be a little more than just inaccurate. Right. Uh, and CNN has even said um, they asked him to. Are you going to apologize? Has he apologized to oh, you? For no, that? no, 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 no. He doubles down yeah. on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, he stands by his mm. claims, stands by his anonymous sources. Uh, so, no, yeah. this is this is not something that he's backing down from. And uh, frankly, neither am I. Uh, you know, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I have. Four boys. Um, I had, gosh, a stretch of nine years of pregnancies and toddlers and, and whatnot. And uh, they, they could have picked any date um, to make up these terminations, uh, pregnancy terminations. And they picked two different dates where I was pregnant with children that I had. 
right smack in the middle of the pregnancies. <laughs> like, that's the best you could do. You couldn't get their birthdays. Wikipedia, I don't no. know, Wikipedia can't even get my birthday right. But. <laughs> no, yeah, and you know, CNN, while they said these are inaccuracies and he admitted to them, um, they still go on to say um, these things are not proven. Right. Instead of calling them a lie. Right. They just say they're not proven as if somebody could prove them. Still taking that as a victory um, from CNN. I, I can't even yeah, believe no, we got no, the, the article that we did from them. But uh, but yeah, no, for them to still go on with that and not say, no, this did not happen. Um, they wouldn't do it. So you have a new book out called My American Life. Yes. And the uh, as I gather, I'm sorry, I have not read it, um, but uh, you are somebody who started out you were working at mcdonald's you you know weren't stripping or being a <laughs> prostitute but somehow or another you made it maybe i would and, make more money <laughs> you know yeah and we are we're living in a in a time now where everyone is being told they can't make it right. they can't do it without a government handout right. what's the message of my american life uh, so the the message is you absolutely can and you do not need the government's handouts to to get you through life. Uh, in fact, it, it puts you in a cycle of poverty that traps you. Um, I, I was raised in a Democrat household and I, I wanted to tell my story because the fake news tries to tell my story for me and they get it so wrong all the time. I said, I'll just tell my story myself. Uh, but I was raised in a Democrat mm. household. Um, my mom, she moved us from Florida to uh, a, little, a little apartment in Aurora, Colorado. And the man that she moved in with, um, we soon found out that he was very abusive, uh, abused her, uh, abused drugs and alcohol. And um, it, it left her looking for answers. She went to Democrat politicians um, for answers. And they they said this is the way that you are successful, that you could be successful, take care of your children. And uh, it was welfare. Um, so I've stood in line for government cheese. I've stood in line for bread. And I, I've been in that cycle of poverty that is impossible to get out of because every time mom wanted to try something else, they would say, no, 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 you, you can't do that. You won't make it. It won't be enough for your family. And so at 11 years old, I knew that that was not America's best. Uh, I started working at McDonald's at 15. I'm so glad that uh, there was a minimum wage low enough that they could invest in me at 15 years old. Correct. They, they, I, yeah. I had no experience. I had no work ethic. And they were able to invest in me and teach me those qualities at 15 years old. And I, I just remember getting that first paycheck from McDonald's. And uh, it, it was so great. I learned two things. Um, first of all, um, I, I didn't like this FICA guy that was taking all my money. And I didn't remember him <laughs> stuffing fry boxes with me. I, I couldn't recall him standing next yeah. to me, but somehow he got most right. of my money. Uh, but also just the pride and empowerment of having put my hand to something and creating wealth. And so I began to become a self-taught conservative. And I saw that these principles um, truly lead to a better life. And I went on uh, to marry my husband. We have four boys. I ministered to women at the Garfield County Jail for several years. And uh, then opened up businesses, opened up restaurants in Rifle, Colorado, one of them being Shooter's Grill um, that really took off nationally. But um, it was so great to bring these women from the jail who felt like their options were expired. And I was able to introduce these women to the God who turns their shame into glory. And then once they got out, say, it's not over. 
you can have a, success, a successful life. And I was able to bring them into my home. I was able to offer them jobs. And this was so much more powerful than a government handout. And I, I saw mm -hmm. these women just um, have a, a tremendous lives afterwards. Um, so all of these values um, have led up to this. You know, I have a passion for justice, uh, the Constitution, our country. And I don't want my boys to be raised in a socialist nation. I don't want them to live in a socialist nation. So I'm here to preserve America. Well, they hate you yes. uh, on the left. <laughs> they absolutely despise you. Yes. And you've been called every name uh, under the uh, under the sun. Right. Um, let, let me um, before I get into why is it that they hate you? Uh, let's stick to your story here for 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 just a second. Sure. Um, you you volunteered your time. You were not a politician. Right. At this time, volunteer your time uh, and you then uh, take these women who have just left prison and mm -hmm. you hire some of them and right. they go to work. And do you stay in touch with any of them? There are a couple that I have stayed in touch with. Um, most of them have moved out. Um, unfortunately, we, we've seen some that, you know, got fallen back on hard times and, and reverted um, back to, to their old ways. But we have some great success stories, too. Um, many would, would come to church with me um, and bring their families to church eventually. It, it was really a beautiful experience. Uh, and so I've seen just so much joy. I've seen them clean up their lives and, uh, and just have this complete restoration. And to be able to watch that process was amazing. So um, you're um, uh, you're you're doing all of these things. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what makes you want to get into politics? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I really was just tired of politicians saying one thing on the campaign trail and then getting to wherever we send them and doing something different, whether it's the state capitol, Washington, D.C., uh, or, or even our, our mayors. You know, they say one thing to get elected. They say they have these platforms and policies, and, and then they do something completely different, and it let us down. And not only that, I saw too many politicians giving away our freedoms. Our freedoms don't come from politicians. Our rights do not come from politicians. It, they don't even come from the Constitution. They're guaranteed by the Constitution. But these are our God-given rights, our natural rights. And, and so it's so frustrating when I see politicians, elected officials, give away those rights. I mean, we're battling that right now in Washington, D.C. with our Second Amendment rights. We, two stinking Republicans passed Nancy Pelosi's AR-15 gun grab. Two Republicans did that. Democrats didn't do that. They didn't have the votes for it. They couldn't even pass a kidney stone. Republicans passed that for her. <laughs> okay. Hang on just a second. I'm going to take a one minute break here. Uh, and then we're back with uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Uh, Lauren Boebert. Uh, stand by. First, your dog doesn't know the difference between healthy and unhealthy food, but his body does. When you're feeding him dry kibble food, for instance, his body is telling him that everything he's eating is dead because kibble food has to be sterilized for a long shelf life. That's how it comes out of the factory. Your dog's body knows that, and he's missing out on key ingredients. And there's several signs that they are licking uh, their feet, etc., etc. There are signs that my dog was doing. I didn't know what that meant. 
please check out Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement uh, from Dr. Dennis Black, who, who's d- developed this, that you can sprinkle it on the dog's food. And it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. And if it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in uh, in Rough Greens. And the dogs love it. At least all the dogs in my life, they love Rough Greens. But they don't want you to spend any money at all uh, if you are going to feed it to your dog and your dog doesn't eat it. It's be a waste of money. So what they've done is they have a special deal. You can go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, and they will give your first trial bag for free. All you pay for is the shipping. It's just enough so your dog, you see if he likes it or not. You start feeding your dog this or putting this on your dog's food. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a huge difference over the next six months. Try it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Also, Relief Factor. Kent wrote in. He lives in uh, Arkansas. He had one of those old tiny problems where every time it would rain, he'd be in so much pain, he just wanted to crawl into bed and cry. He stumbled on Relief Factor while he was listening to this show, and he was close to despair. And Kent, I know how you feel. I was there. He was skeptical, but he figured he didn't have anything to lose. Within a few weeks, not even a rainy day could get him uh, get to him anymore. The pain was gone. See if this can be your story, please. And if it is, will you write to me? Three-week quick start developed for you. It's only nineteen ninety-five. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have tried Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com. Or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10-second station ID. just asking uh, the congresswoman if you can stay for until about 45 yeah you got uh, it after the hour yeah okay great um so let me just go back to your mom your mom is mm-hmm. uh, in an abusive relationship um uh, and she gets out of that so there's she's trying to raise a family by herself mm-hmm. and you are very against uh welfare but you don't have a you want to make sure people aren't def- uh, dependent on it, but you don't have a problem with the government helping out those who are truly in need, do right. you? No, no, no. No, there's a safety net there, but there are so many abuses to it and so many people who are able-bodied who can go to work and provide for their families. Uh, my, my mom absolutely could have done something, but she was told by the people in these offices, it will never be enough. You will lose everything. Your family will suffer. And felt like she would be a failure of a mother for trying to be successful. She was told that she was inadequate and cannot do this without the government. She believed their lies. And we lived under mm. their failed policies. And you know, when when I moved out of the home and I, I started working, my mom got a job. She started working at a hair salon and then she became the owner of the hair salon. And a very, wow. it was very successful. And, uh, you know, she decided to, to leave that, come and work at my restaurant. Um, and, and that was a, an amazing experience when she came to work there because there, there would be days. Uh, my, my restaurant was uh, Shooter's Grill in Rifle, Colorado, all the waitresses open carry. So we were very, very popular. People wanted to come and see what the girls with the guns. And sometimes it would be so busy and so hectic. It would 
it, it would take everything you in you to just smile at the customers because you're so busy. And I would call my mom on those days and I'd say, mom, can you just come down here and make my customers happy? And she would come, mm. she would walk in the door and start at table one and everyone would be laughing, laughing with her, laughing at her stories and everyone would just have the best time. And she would come in and and simply bring joy to the restaurant. And then she made it a full-time thing and started working at the restaurant. And uh, you know, it, it was it was amazing. Um, but my mom is my best friend. She's been through some really, really tough times and been deceived a lot in her life. Uh, but she is a, an amazing woman. That's great. Um- let me let me go into some of the things that have gone viral with you. <laughs> There's um, been a couple. <laughs> you said the the reason Venezuelans are eating uh, eating their dogs is because they don't have firearms. Well, that's uh, where it started, is it not? <laughs> okay, so tell me tell me what you mean by that. <laughs> well, gosh, look at what we have. in America. We have these gourmet uh, doggy treat businesses. You could walk in and get gourmet biscuits for your dog and in venezuela they're eating zoo animals they're eating dogs in venezuela it started with them taking the second amendment way that is how the the communists took over in venezuela uh you know by taking people's guns away absolutely yes disarming them right right now we are free citizens uh in america because we are armed and once our firearms are taken away from us once our right to defend ourselves against a overreaching tyrannical government uh, is taken away i pray that that never is um that is when we are no longer free citizens and we are subjects subjects to the rule of the government they are doing it um bit by bit they found ways to go around things so they are making it difficult to buy guns ammunition now they are they're selling bullets to the uh, the IRS. IRS. Ah, I know it. What is that all about? Yes, and then the the twit holes um, that get on there, they on Twitter, they they <laughs> they're they're telling me they're like, oh, so you want to defund the police because you don't want the IRS agents to have to have firearms? Like, if you they're think, not the police. If you think that that's the police, then we have a lot bigger problems. If you want the IRS to right. be a police force, then that is a much bigger problem. Yeah, real problem. Um, is there any, we have one minute before a break. Is there anybody that you think is, I mean, do we have the numbers because of the worthless Republicans that we have in, in you know, in some offices? Yes, yes, yes. Do we have a chance of pushing this back? Uh, I, I hope so. I am doing everything that I can. Uh, I, I'm a member of the Freedom Caucus. I know that we are pushing hard on the Senate and yeah. uh, and I need the American people to call the senators. Those calls matter. That public pressure matters. I mean, we, we got the disinformation governance board shut down with public pressure. Um, so put the pressure on the senators. Um, make sure that they do not pass this AR-15 gun grab. Thank you so much. OK, we'll be back with more in just a second. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, the only thing worse than the beginning of a house selling uh, is the end uh, with the uh, house buying. Uh, At the end of it, if you don't do it right, it's a nightmare. Eh, The beginning, same. On the house selling side, you could end with a lot less uh, than what your house is worth. 
uh, if you don't get the right real estate agent, it's that way at the beginning and then at the buying end. I mean, who wants to end up in the house that you didn't want? You missed it. You couldn't get it. You have to settle for a house. This is real estate agents I trust. This is their job. I started this with my uh, brother a number of years ago because we got tired uh, of the normal, which is to say mediocre real estate experience. And we had no idea what made a good real estate agent. So we did our homework. We found out and then we began interviewing real estate agents. And we can now recommend uh, one in your area that has the best track record. Uh, They have the best practices. And it's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Again, it's a free service to you. And do your own homework. Interview them yourself. Realestateagentsitrust.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Lauren Bulbert is uh, with us now. She's going to be speaking on uh, Saturday. Uh, at CPAC in Dallas. She's in for the day, and then she flies back home, and then she's back here uh, on Saturday for the speech. Uh, I'm going to be speaking right around the same time, and President Trump is uh, also speaking on Saturday. Um, Lauren, I have to ask you, and and you may not want to answer this question, um, is Nancy Pelosi senile or just drunk all the time? (laughs) You know, you don't see her in person. I promise you, it is so much worse in person. Uh, Really? Yes. And the House chambers, uh, the temperatures kept very low. It's very cold in the House chambers. And I figured it out. Uh, It's to preserve Nancy. <laughs> I, I, I believe it, it saves her a it's lot. It's like a on, Walt Disney thing. Yeah, yes, I believe it's to save on a lot of the uh, cosmetic features, and you know, we're we're yeah. saving her on the Botox cost. But also, it's it's very important that the temperature is just right in the house uh, chambers because if it gets too warm, her eyebrows will begin to melt, and then we can't see how high inflation really is. <laughs> so I I I really want to know: is she senile, or is there something else going on? I you know. She's really. She makes a point to say on a regular basis um, that she does not drink, which tells me she's probably drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the way that's the way they do it in the Democratic Party. That's right. Look, they're a fascist. Yeah, they're the fascists. Exactly. Um, Talk to me a little bit about ESG and the Great Reset. What oh, do you know goodness. about it? And So I, I want to know um, a, a lot more uh, about this. I have read your book, The Great Reset. Uh, I've read it once. I've mm. listened to it twice. Uh, great audio book. Uh, wow. and, uh, and so I got a lot of plain time. And I, I want to understand this so much more. I, I want to partner with you on this. This is scary stuff. Uh, and they put it right out there right out in the open, uh, the World Economic Forum. And they're, they're just candidly, here's what we're doing, guys. What are you going to do about it? And, uh, you know, yeah. modern mod- monetary theory. Uh, and I see this happening in Congress on a regular basis. They just spend money, spend it, spend it, spend it. More and more debt. And they believe that this is the answer. Uh, you know, climate change, that uh, this is the existential threat to the world. Uh, you know, these ESG ratings that, uh, you know, you, we're, we're not going to be able to get anything without that. Aren't you being no. rated with your ESG and, and how environmentally friendly you are? And, you know, I mean, they're they're well, not I, wanting to give. 
Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say I'm currently at a uh, at my ranch, which is because I'm way up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. It's completely off the grid, so I have to use solar and everything. But because of that, I know solar power, wind power, it is not right. ready for prime time. No. Uh, yesterday we had to fire up the generator generators, what by eight o'clock in the morning, because, uh, we were, we already were using wow. so much juice, wow. uh, that I couldn't go on the air with, uh, with the power that we had. I wow. mean, it is not ready for prime time right. and we are dumping all of our security yes. for this pipe dream of zero emissions. Yes. You know, so I serve on the Natural Resources Committee, and this was a priority for me uh, coming to Congress. I, I represent uh, Western Colorado, Southern Colorado. We have some of the richest resources in the world right there under our feet, but politicians are regulating our communities into poverty, forcing us to keep it in the uh, in the ground. Our forests, um, they, they want to lock those lands up so we can't extract any of these resources uh, and, and utilize them. Um, but it, it is so important um, right now to be energy independent. We have to get back to that. I, I, I fight these guys on a regular basis in the Natural Resources Committee. They want to outsource our energy development to our adversaries. Uh, they, they claim this moral high ground, and they're really just not-in-my-backyard extremists. Uh, they, I, I've, I've seen the billionaires in New York who say, you know, well, uh, sure, I vote for the wind, the, the wind turbines, but they're going to put one right next to my house across the street. Can't they put it down farther Again, they don't no. want to see that. They don't want to be impacted by that. But also here in the committee, uh, they, uh, they're they fine with having 40,000 children mine with their bare hand for cobalt in the Congo, owned by China. And then that, that cobalt, those rare earth minerals, they go to China and we buy solar panels from them and somehow feel good and I virtuous know. about ourselves, get to pat ourselves on the back, look how green we are. Uh, so it, it's really disgusting uh, uh, fighting this, but also uh, it's it's so deceptive. Look, you're using generators right now. You are off the grid and having to use generators for your energy. These electric vehicles, uh, how many of them have we seen, uh, you know, hooked up to a generator? And I don't know if you know this, Glenn, uh, but I'll let you in on a little secret. The Electric vehicles, they don't even have gas pedals. They have coal-fired energy pedals. They <laughs> <laughs> do. Um, you said, you said um, earlier this summer uh, that the church is supposed to direct the government. Uh, and everybody labeled you as a white Christian nationalist. First, I have to ask. Are you a white Christian nationalist? Well, Adam Kinzinger says I'm a Christian Taliban, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll take okay, our pick. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, um, so this is so funny. Um, the church is supposed to influence the government, and the, and the Democrats want to flip this and make it something that is totally not. They want to say that I'm for theocracy. I'm not for theocracy. We have a great constitutional republic, and I'm here to defend that. Uh, but. The church needs to get involved because if we stay silent, we lose by default. Uh, I, I believe it right, was John it's, Adams. But it's not the it's not the government that influences. Uh, all right, sorry, it's not the religion or the no, no, church no. that the influences people. government. It inter- influences us, right? Hopefully, right. to do the right thing, and then we influence the government. Correct. Well, when I say the church, I'm talking okay. about the people. So when I get up in a church and okay. I, say, I say, good morning, church, I'm not talking about the building. I'm yeah, not okay. talking about how they file. Okay. The church is the people. And uh, and, okay. and that's not just four good walls. For um, so I, I guess I can I can 
expound on that a little bit. But uh, John Adams, you know, he he said that this country was made for a moral and religious people, for for Christians. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm so glad that we have the freedom of religion and people can can express their religious beliefs. If they're Christian or if they're not, does it, it doesn't matter. We have that freedom here. Um, we don't have uh, they fled a state church. They didn't want that. They didn't want the government determining religion. Uh, but we absolutely have a part to play and we cannot remain silent. We have to be involved. We have to speak up. We have to be loud and and, and be in front. You know, uh, they want to make this about my religion personally. They want to attack my religion personally. Um, they, they want to attack Christianity um, and single that out. Look at the uh, Supreme Court victory that we just had with the coach who's praying on the field. They want to single him out. They want to cancel him. Um, but the Supreme Court said, no, you have your, your religious liberties and you can go ahead and pray in school. Well, um, they fail to recognize that they themselves, wokeness is a religion. Correct. Uh, it has all of Correct. the markings of a religion. It, you can't argue with it. You can't um, um, uh, deviate from it. Uh, there are high priests that can destroy you and call you a heretic. Yes. Uh, you know, it either has redemption or no redemption. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a religion. Yes, absolutely. Well, and, and to the left, government is God. Uh, you know, so uh, they, yes. they don't believe that there is a higher deity than government. And that's why they want this totalitarian rule. Uh, you know, I just think it's awful that a pastor, uh, a, a pastor, a father, a priest, what, whatever you may be, a deacon, st stand up and and not be able to talk to his congregation about politics, about government. Uh, and th the left wants to completely end that conversation. But yet those politicians can go to that church and shut them down. They shut down our churches. That is our First Amendment right. We not only have the freedom of religion, we have the freedom to assemble. And they shut down our churches. And now those pastors are not allowed to say anything about the politicians that shut them down. Correct. Because of separation and of church and state. Right, which is a misunderstanding. It, it, it and is a misunderstanding. by the way, all those... All those politicians will go to lefty churches right. and speak about politics there. Absolutely. And that's not the government's fault. That is the church's fault mm -hmm. for being afraid to speak out. They're afraid. Right. They think that they will you know, lose their 501c3 or right. whatever. And that's, that's not true. Right. It's not true. They yes. have a right to do that. Yes. Yes. And should. Right. So... Let me uh, let me ask just this last question. Um, is it better, worse, or about what you thought going to Washington and working mm. in Washington? All of that. Uh, it is um, what I thought because it's very difficult. It's very partisan um, unless, you know. We have a couple of rhinos passing stuff for Nancy Pelosi. Um, it, it's it's worse because I, I didn't fully understand the self-governing uh, majority rule of the body uh, and and that Nancy Pelosi can literally make up whatever rules she wants. She could put up magnetometers for the members to go through, uh, fine you $5,000 for not wearing a mask. I've been fined because I wasn't wearing a mask in the house, not doing it. Uh, you know, they, all of these rules that she can do. Um, that's really bad. Um, it, it's really bad that we can't have debate and regular order and and actually add amendments to bills uh, and and actually have 
committees where legislation goes through the committee of jurisdiction before it goes on the floor. Nancy Pelosi will just pull a bill out and send it to the floor without it going through committee. And it's, it's very frustrating. But it's also better because there are more members of Congress there that are are, are there for the right reasons. Uh, they are principled. They are here for our country, for our people. They love people and they're there to do the right things. I thought I was going to find maybe four of them. And uh, there, there are quite a few more than that. And uh, that is something that is very inspiring to me. These are the people that I like to spend my time with. I don't like to spend my time with the lobbyists on K Street. Uh, you know, I, I want to be around um, uh, virtuous people, righteous people who who care about our country and want to get this back on the right track, want to tackle inflation, want to secure our southern border, uh, want to take care of these gas prices and, and so much more. Uh, and so these are the people that I spend my time with. And that makes it so much better than I thought it was. And and then just seeing the hope that people in America have. I have the privilege of traveling all across America, trying to get more conservatives like me elected to serve with me. Uh, I travel my district uh, very, very heavily and seeing the hope that people have uh, that we will turn this around. And I know that there's hope, Glenn. I would not leave my four boys and my husband every day to do what I'm doing if I didn't think that we could fix this. Excellent. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for your service. Uh, and uh, appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much, Glenn. That is the uh, Republican congresswoman from Colorado. She's got a new book out called My American Life. Uh, It's uh, Representative Lauren Boebert. Back in just a minute. So Michael lives in Connecticut. He was living for uh, years with pain in his elbow, tried a long time to find a way to get rid of the pain, and nothing really worked. Some things that would help him, you know, just for a short while, but it would come back. Then one day, Michael heard me talking about Relief Factor on the radio and decided, it's worth a try. If it didn't work, he'd be out 20 bucks. Well, this is becoming an old story now. Michael got his life back. The pain is gone. And he's done it without something that is a drug. It was developed by doctors and has four key ingredients to help the body fight inflammation. Try their three-week quick start and see if it doesn't work for you. It's 1995. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. I have had the privilege this week uh, to spend time with uh, many of the best artists in America and two from uh, India that are like really famous in India and uh, are just beginning to break out here in America. Um, Michelle Dunaway, Thomas Blackshear, Jeremy Lipking, Josh Clare, Albin Veselka, um, Mike Malm, uh, Pramod uh, Kerlecker, amazing talents. And I've had them up here in the uh, uh, at the ranch And we've been doing a storytelling session, trying to help artists understand how to craft a great story. And uh, 
Angus and Sarah Fletcher have uh, flown in and, and done some great workshops on on story. And we were talking last night about, you know, if we truly care about the things that we all love, if we care about them not going away, we all have to do our part in telling a story. And that's not partisan. That's the things that we were all supposed to agree on, that we all found self-evident, that we don't anymore. And uh, I think it's important for the art world to start telling stories. Uh, you know, uh, landscapes are great and they're beautiful. But at this time, should we not be telling the stories? It's, isn't that what caused the Renaissance? Were, were storytellers like Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci they told the story of Christianity and those principles that had been lost in the Dark Ages. So I just I urge you to uh, go to the Inspired Art League dot org, Inspired Arts League dot org. Um, and uh, if you're uh, if you're an artist, uh, follow what is coming. They're, they're making a, uh, a documentary on this whole week. And yesterday, I just I sat there and I, I mean, these people are are giants in the art world. And I sat there and I uh, everybody's art was critiqued by the whole group. It wasn't it didn't go well for me, um, but uh, it was remarkable to see. Uh, these people and now how much they understand story and how they are um, thinking about incorporating things into their artwork. Uh, thanks to the Inspired Arts League um, for putting this on and we're glad and we were proud to be the host of it here at the Standing Rock Ranch. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning. This is the Glenn Beck Program.